Yo, 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 what's the like deal? The I'm sliding back in this thing. Welcome back to What's the Skinny, Season 2, Episode 1. Man, when I say life happens, and sometimes you can't control the aspects of which direction it's going to take you, you just got to take them blows and hopefully bounce back and get to doing what you're doing. I'm thankful for the people that was in my circle that helped me get through it. The man above, of course, and the will and the fight to, you know, give the people what they want. So I ain't going to get uh, too sentimental and too sappy about nothing. This is the second season of What's the Skinny, episode one. We got interviews set up for this season. I'm about to be doing more with my gaming, with the podcast. I'm going to have guests on here this season. Man, it's going down in a major way. I'm talking about lives with interactions with fans, so on and so forth. But chill, I ain't going to hold you up. This is What's the Skinny, and I'm back in this motherfucker. Chill. Okay, about to let the music fade out for y'all for a second. I know y'all's feeling that shit. Gotta start out with good vibes, good feels, whatever you want to call it. Hope you got your bleep, your coffee, your blunt, your L, motherfucking whatever you need to start the day and listen to this podcast. Do what you do, baby. But I'm going to start off by definitely paying my condolences to uh George Floyd, his family, friends, and definite loved ones. Because the COVID was already enough to have to deal with. And, of course, we're dealing with police brutality. Social injustice has been going on for who knows how long. But for people to be locked up as long as they was, and then basically have to be subject to watching somebody lose their life. Not that it hasn't happened before, but just on the platform that it happened on due to the COVID. And as many odds had to see, it just, it sucks because I had to explain stuff like that to my 13 year old daughter, even though I put her on game about a lot of stuff when Tom comes or when she asks. My mama didn't sugarcoat nothing with me, but she kept it as PG-13 as possible when it came to explaining stuff so I understood. And I can't say all of us have, but I'll say a majority of us, majority of us have been either wronged by police, wronged by the, the, the court system, or just not believed or given the benefit of the doubt because of our skin pigment. And that's just not blacks. That's minorities, period. But it's, you know, blacks at a larger rate. I had an experience where I had a run-in with a couple, I ain't going to say dirty cops, but overly aggressive, ready to draw their gun, hands on their guns, gun drawn type cops. And... I it, it I ain't going to say it was a traumatic experience because I didn't have guns drawn on me before in a different demographic, not by police, but in the sense of like them doing it in regards to not even 
knowing what's going on or who I am. Well, they know what's going on, obviously, because they're in the midst of handling something. But I'm going to just share the story with y'all. And no, I'm not no politically correct person, but I just know right from wrong. And I don't know everything in every situation, but when we see wrong, we got to start policing that shit in certain aspects if we can. But I was going to O Triple C. And for those of you who don't know, that's uh, Oklahoma City Community College. And I had finished up my classes for the day. It was about 11, 1130. So I head back and that's on the south side of the city. I live on the north side of the city, so I'm heading back to the north side. I get to the north side. I'm driving at the time of 96 Cadillac DeVille, Burgundy, Burgundy Interior. I get there. I'm staying with a friend and her brother and her mother as my apartment gets ready in the same apartment complex. So, in the midst of doing that, I get home. I take my backpack and stuff inside. I sit it down. First thing I always do when I get in from work, school, anything, I turn my Xbox on. I turn my Xbox on, and my homegirl pop out. She's like, hey, what's up? How's class today? I was like, you know, that shit was easy. I uh proceed to go back to my car to grab something else. I had on some blue sweatpants, like some sky blue sweatpants, and a white T-shirt. It was not hot that day but it was pretty nice to where you know I didn't didn't need a jacket so I'm go back in there like I say she come and ask me how my day was at school I tell her her brother there or whatnot I asked them do they want something to eat I'm about to go to Taco Bell like I ain't had lunch today or breakfast rather and I'm gonna get some lunch she was like nah you know I don't fuck with Taco Bell like that I have to like be drunk or want it and I was like, all right, bet. And then her brother was like, I'm good. You know, go get you something. I cooked earlier. I was like, all right, bet. So I proceeded to go back outside. When I first got there, I seen a chick sitting outside on her phone as I was making my way to the apartment. You know, give a little head and I keep it pushing. Little Looked like I'll say she was either Mexican or mixed with white and something else. But she looked, didn't look, you know, pure race. Not saying anything disrespectful please you know take regards to that but i see her sitting on the stairs and if you've been to the highland apartments y'all know how that's set up where the basketball court is i had parked directly across across from where the basketball court was so i walk out i I walk in from class you know i see her wave or nod whatever go back out go to my car get some more stuff take it back inside when I come back out the third time, she's frantic. She's on the phone. The motherfuckers just hit my car and, and fucking drove. They got out and ran. And the car was still rolling. I look right past my car. Parked is her car. And they hit her car. And her car hit another car. And they got out and ran. It was a hot speed chase literally four or five minutes behind me when I pulled up to the apartment complex. So as days as they was coming down 122nd, as I'm coming back from my car the second time, they was turning in the apartment complex and I thought I heard a thud 
But I'm like, oh, somebody upstairs must have fell or something. No, nah, that was the impact of their car hitting her car. And they was driving uh, like a 2001 Monte Carlo, like the two-door ones. So they got down and ran through the apartment complex. They on foot. So as I'm making my way to the car, I got my phone out. I'm on Snapchat. I see helicopters in the sky. I'm like, oh, shit. If y'all on the north, be careful. Whoopty bam, whoopty bam. As I say that, I hear freeze. Don't move. I look down. It's a cop about, I'll say, 15 yards away from me with his gun drawn. I'm like, whoa, who are you talking about? So I look, you know, I'm still recording. I'm holding my phone. I'm recording the cop walking up. And next thing I know, I hear, get on the ground. I look behind me. It's a cop behind me with his gun drawn about five five yards away. So I'm holding my phone like, what's going on? Now I see that the back, the cop behind me is coming towards me. The chick is sitting there screaming at the top of her lungs. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. He just got here. He just walked in that apartment over there. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. I've been on the phone sitting out here with my mom for this, this, this. I've seen the people who hit my car. That's my car. The cops proceed to tell her to shut up and get out the way. The other cop in front of me is telling me to freeze, don't move. Meanwhile, the cop behind me is telling me to get on the ground, get on the ground. In the midst of this happening, my homegirl comes outside and she sees that shit. She starts sprinting towards me. I say, stop, don't move because they might shoot. You make them shoot. Don't, don't do that. So she just stopped. She just starts shaking hysterically. So I'm like, listen, I'm about to drop my phone. Y'all can put me on the ground or put me in cuffs or do whatever y'all going to do. But y'all got me fucked up saying one of y'all saying don't move and the other one saying get on the ground. I said that's license to for one of y'all to shoot to say that I was moving too fast or doing something. So no. And meanwhile, the chick is still back there screaming. It wasn't him. The people that had jumped out the car had on dark sweatpants. He just got out and parked right there. That's his car right there. Whoopty bam, whoopty bam. So progressing forward about, I'll say, 10 minutes. They get me on the ground, cuff me, pick up my phone, check my pockets. Meanwhile, I'm talking shit all the way to the car. Y'all got me fucked up. This, that, and the third. A black dude out there screaming, you got a lawsuit on your hands. Holler at me when you get done. I'll give you my lawyer's number. Straight up. He sounded like he was from New Orleans or I ain't going to say New Orleans, Louisiana somewhere. He had a strong southern accent. Atlanta or Louisiana. So they take me to the squad car, sit me in the car. They was like, the cop that was in the squad car wasn't the two one of the two cops that, you know, ran up on me or whatever. So when I'm in a squad car, I'm I'm being a typical black person. I'm being a typical, I'm straight out saying, being the typical nigga shit. Y'all got me fucked up, pig ass motherfuckers. They was all kind of oink oinks and everything else up under the sun. Y'all got me fucked up. As soon as I get out this car, I'm cussing all y'all out. Fuck y'all, so be it. So, in the midst of all that happening, they said that one of the landlord people see me park and see me come out the second time. Not the landlord people, I'm sorry, the maintenance people. And so, when the police pulled up and they see me standing there, he said he pointed from the other side of the basketball court that there, there I go. So, when I get out the car... After they be like, oh, okay, you've been identified as not, you haven't been identified as the dude. We got one of them. And I heard on the dispatcher that the person said, 
one of them wearing black sweat back black sweatpants or black jogging pants and a gray sweatshirt and the other person had on uh I think they said maroon sweatpants or burgundy sweatpants and a black sweatshirt. So either way it go, I had on bright colors. I had on like sky blue and white. So I'm like, they specifically just said on the dispatch what these people had on. They said that the dudes was both light skinned. I get out the car. I'm a brown skinned dude. I get out the car. The dude is fucking one dude. I think was light skinned like Ben Simmons. And the other dude was probably like, uh, I don't know whose complexion I can use. I'll say probably like a Nelly color. He was like a caramel brown, not light brown, but like a caramel brown type skin tone. I'm like, these dudes ain't even the same color as me and they ain't even wear what I'm wearing. So the maintenance dude was like, I apologize. I thought that I said, nah, you thought you seen a black man and just was like, there you go. Think you being Captain Saberhole. Fuck you. And the cop had the nerve to tell me after he uncovered me, giving me my stuff back. Next time you should possibly get something to eat before you come home. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers can't tell me when I have to go get something to eat or when I can and can't, can't leave where I stay. I said, see, that's the fucking problem now. I said, y'all think y'all run people more than y'all do. I'm like, y'all supposed to protect us and serve us in the sense of making us feel safe. I said, I don't feel safe with this shit. I said, I just had two guns drawn on me from the front and the back. One cop saying, calm down. The next, I mean, get on the ground. The next cop saying, freeze. I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, one cop gonna shoot me for not getting on the ground, the other cop gonna shoot me for moving. I said, that's not right, and y'all need to check how y'all run shit. And that was about five, six years ago. So just imagine now, with all this shit and technology that they got, and this shit still going on, man, it's time to police that shit. Like, I may not be frontlining that shit, but I'm definitely an advocate for it, and I'm definitely fist in the air, let's get this shit done. But... You know, like I say, this ain't no political podcast. This is a sport podcast. And we're going to get to that sports talk in a minute. This is What's the Skinny. Chill. He claiming the game, but he not in it. That Birkin back came with the fine. He told you a rap with a line. He got some new jewels, he flexing this ice. He praying to God he don't die in it. Let me take him back to the back door in the north. Don't you remind me. I try to stay low, but I shine so bright. So it be hard not to find me. These rainbow diamonds up in that rolling. No, this not your regular timepiece. Come your order, gon' cost you a quarter. And this a feeder stand beside me. God forbid if somebody try me, I'm turning this shit to a crime scene. Grab your cig and put up the kids. The minute Drake go in the arms lane. And then no jumping, no switching, no side when I let it sing, the bell ring. Please don't damage your cuz on my cover, cuz you never seen what I seen. Go! When the rack's too skinny. I walk in the bit with my gun out. You don't know what I know, ain't seen what I seen, what the fuck they be talking about. Damn, Damn. she stick on the bag and went on this bitch to clock out. I pulled the effing out of my drawers, she thought I was pulling my cock out. Cock out. If you touch one of us, we bust your little bit of shit, get shot down. You know one of us, I did not trust you then, especially not now. No, no. Young nigga come through spinning and swinging shit, it's an outside playground. Outside. Yeah, zip them up, spray ground. Zip-o. We gone, 85 northbound. Skirt. Yes, sir, it's me, go business. Yes, sir. We divided the field like tennis. Divided the field. We shook up the trenches, moving the tennis and still trapping in it. Trapping, it's a handoff 50. Ooh. I stack it up, double up, spend it. Stack, stack. When the rest too skinny, too skinny, I can make some squeeze a million. When the rest too skinny, <laughs> All right. I can make some squeeze a million. Hope y'all took a little shot of whatever y'all needed in between that little break. 
But let's get back to it. And following up with, you know, the George Floyd talk, a lot of black people is starting to uh, fuck with their own, like the Asians and shit. And I'm loving to see it. Of course, we still, you know, have the black on black crime, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're talking about how the black is trying to empower the blacks, put businesses on, enlighten kids on their history more, show children and showing teenagers that there's other avenues than just sports to get to college. Of course, we all knew that, but the talk has been back heavy on it. Like it's a major, major wave being moved. And I hope the wave is permanent. I hope this ain't just because of the George Floyd. I hope George Floyd's death keeps the foot on the gas for all of this stuff, for all of us to fight for it. But yeah, leading into that, these black athletes going to these NCAA institutions like Duke and North Carolina and, and Yale and Harvard and, you know, adding to their legacy when we think it's time that they go to these HBCUs and change and make their own legacies. Not saying that going through Duke or North Carolina or, you know, in basketball or in football, going through a, a now Clemson or Alabama, so on and so forth. Like, we're not necessarily saying that you can't rewrite history or change the, 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 the record books at those colleges, but why not go set, set the records at your, 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 your historic black colleges, like where your Jerry Rice's went and so on and so forth. Like, to have your name next to one of the greatest, well, the greatest receiver of all time, go to his college, break his records, tie his records, work to be the best, one of the best. You can do that anywhere. But just imagine if a majority of the top black recruits went to historically black colleges. Yeah, I'm not talking in the sense of the funding and everything. I know the funding with those NCAA schools, the big schools, the big D1 schools, with the boosters and everybody else, it's, it, it makes it a lot easier and more appeasing to go there. But you have to look at it in this sense. And I'm just breaking this down from this narrative because it's basketball and it's a lot easier to do. But let's look at it like this. 24 of the top 25 Basketball players in the 2020 class are black. There's one white guy in 2020 class that's in the top 25. Out of those 24, three are committed to Duke. Three are committed to North Carolina. Four of those are going pro. Two of those are going to the University of Kentucky. And two of those are going to the University of Tennessee. Those are 14 players. 14 players. Out of 14 players of the top 25, at least 10 are going to college and four are going pro. Now, for the ones going pro, this don't apply to them because, of course, they're bypassing going going to college. They're either going overseas or going to the, uh, the G League or something of that nature, you know. So, 
More power to them for trying to go get their bread and feed their families early. But some athletes want that college field. Even if they had the chance to bypass it, some will not decommit. They will take the college route. Far and few that some players stay all four years, but, you know, some players develop, need to develop, have to develop. They don't become the player that we thought they was or they end up becoming the player that we thought they could be later on in their career. But, for example, Kay Cunningham, he's the number one player in the nation, number one at his position, number one, period. And he committed to Oklahoma State. And he's from Texas. So, you know, that's not surprising. Texas getting a lot of Oklahoma recruits. Oklahoma getting a lot of Texas recruits. It's it's very, very common. But then you look at Greg Brown. He's the number two power forward in the nation and the number eight overall player. And he's from also, he's also from Texas. So what if they linked up and went to PV or Texas Southern? Like... Do you not understand how that may either A, make more top 50, top 75, top 100 players commit there because they could either A, feel like they could take somebody's spot, B, feel like they can build a legacy there with some players, like make a run like R.J. Barrett and Zion and, and Cam Reddish. You know, that, and that's another example I was going to use. Let's just say, for example, the year De'Aaron Fox and, and Lonzo Ball was 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 in college together. And I'm not saying they would come to HBCUs, but, you know, in the southern region. But, all right, I'll use something even better. Let's say Blake Griffin and Taylor Griffin went to Langston instead of going to OU. How many players do you think might have followed them to Langston just off the strength of, A, they going to a black college, B, they probably play AAU with them before and some, and C, they feel like they would probably dominate. So that right there, and you could still punch a ticket to the NCAA tournament if you win the HBCU tournament. Of course, you know, win and you win. So look at it in that demographic. Then if you got, let's say, 15 top 25, no, I ain't going to say top 20, 15 top 100 players playing at those HBCUs and maybe two or three are on one each of those HBCUs apiece. That tournament is going to be pretty watched because not only are the draft uh, analysts are going to be watching it, but professional coaches are going to be watching it. Family members are going to be watching it. It's going to be televised. So building their own brand is already being established. And now with players possibly most likely getting paid for their own likeness, they will bring so much revenue to the black colleges. And people are like, oh, well, you know, they got boosters that pay for this, that pay for that. All right. You don't think, even though they already should be, but a lot of these celebrities wouldn't get behind these black athletes staying at home in the South, going to these HBCUs, representing home. And not even saying representing home, because some people may not want to stay in Texas or Oklahoma or Louisiana or Atlanta, so on and so forth. So they may... Well, I'll say Georgia. They may want to, I'm going to Texas. I'm going to Louisiana. Even if that's the uh, the motive. But to keep it HBCU, the NCAA will probably have fits because they can't make the millions. Well, they can. They probably still will because it's tied into the NCAA. But as far as the schools, the universities, 
they wouldn't be able to profit nearly as much as they thought they would. Look at if Zion, let's just say if Zion goes signed to fucking Grambling. Do you not know how hype Grambling's games would be? Hell, we see how Duke and North Carolina is. We know how those games would be. But one player going to that school could automatically create a wave of players wanting to go there, even though they know he's staying there one year. Shit, if Zion can go there, I can go do what Zion did. And then that's why I was saying you got to look at the, the, the state of California. They got four in the top ten, and two of them go to the same school. And, you know, one of them being Zaire Williams. One's picked to go. Uh, I forgot where Zaire said he was going to go. I think Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. So you got one going to Stanford and one going to Kentucky, and they both go to the same school. What if they linked up and was like, man, let's go get us a, a, a big man or let's talk to this center out and whoopty bam and, 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 and go here because – one of them is a combo guard. One of them is a shooting guard. And the other two top prospects in California, I think, was a power forward and a center or a power forward and a small forward. And they was in the top 10. So if all four of y'all left California and went to an HBCU together and y'all a combo guard, a shooting guard, a small forward and a power forward, all y'all need is a center. And I'm pretty sure they got centers there. So y'all, man... I went to I, I I signed a D2 letter. I went to Panhandle State. After I left Panhandle State, I went to SNU. After I left SNU, I went to Langston. And I'll be lying. Like that's where my my college football career ended at Langston as a red shirt. But I'll tell you this firsthand. I felt so much pride playing, even suiting up to say that I went to a HBCU and just the environment, the vibe, the it is just great. Like my time at Langston was definitely great. I would not trade it for the world. Like I loved it. And if these players, if these teenage boys, these young men make vast and clutch decisions to represent HBCUs or represent their culture and so on and so forth. We got to stand behind them, and we got to make sure that, I mean, they 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 power circles keep them on the right track, and us as 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 a race and as a community support them, even you know if they don't go to the college of our liking and so on and so forth. Don't get on the internet bashing them. You can you can still talk your shit and and do it in a manner to where you still letting the person feel like they they're that you're not downing them to where they don't feel like they're nothing, you know, because everybody got an ego. Some people are just a little softer than others. But, yeah, it ain't going to be a long episode. Like I say, this is the first episode of Many to Come for Season 2. I got one more topic for y'all, and then I'm going to wrap this shit up. But, yes, thank you for tuning in to What's the Skinny. Get this wholesome fluids. 
And if that bitch bad, I put her on my to-do list. See, I step up in this bitch like a gamma. Get your cameras. Money on the table, bitch. Respect my table manners. Your money the shit. Did you get the memorandum? And these other niggas think they fly and finna land them. DJ White Out. All right. The last topic at hand. I go ham. Cam. Newton. To the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Now, who saw that shit coming? Who saw that shit coming? Because Lord knows I didn't. I was hoping Cam would find a starting job in the NFL. My man's went to Tom Brady's old job. Like, shit. I'm here. Here I go. He ain't getting fat dough. But at this point, I ain't going to say this point in your career because he's only, what, nine years in? This be his 10th year? You got you, you might have to take a little loss to get a big gain. And that could be a big payday with another team or a possible Super Bowl ring. And I think that's going to be the motto for me with Cam this year. And y'all can take that as a... Uh, Hardaway quote, uh, skinny Hardaway quote. Payday with another team. Or Bill Belichick, get me the Super Bowl ring. And I'm still possibly going to go play for another team. <laughs> nah, if Belichick get Cam that ring, I think he and we all know what's possibly going to happen. Because you're going to want to prove them naysayers wrong and continue to do so. And, of course, Bill Belichick is going to want to continue to be like, I'm going to win without Tom Brady. Y'all cannot tell me that Tom Brady is the reason that I am a product of my success. He's a part of my success, but I am my success. Nah, I'm fucking with y'all. But, nah, I just crunched some small numbers, you know, just to give a small comparison of through the first five years of uh, Cam's career, and through that 2011-2015 campaign with Tom Brady, their numbers wasn't too far apart. And let me break that down for you. Cam had 45 wins and Tom had 61. Tom only had 19 losses and Cam had 32 losses, but he had a draw in the mix of that too. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Cam threw through 2,418 passes, 2,418 passes. He completed 1,440 of them, good 60%. Tom Brady threw 3,082, completed 1,957, and finished with a 64% completion rating. I mean, yeah, completion rating. That's not bad. 4% behind Psycho T. Now, the passing yards, you got about a 4,000, 5,000-yard 5, difference in there. I mean, yeah, 4,000, 5,000-yard 5, uh, difference in there, give or take a couple yards. Cam is at 18. Tom is at 23. Tom had 167 passing touchdowns. Cam had 117. 
He only threw 64 picks on those 117, and Tom threw 47. But those rushing yards, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about those. Cam has 3,200 rushing yards. In five years, in that five-year window, his first five years, he rushed for 3,207 yards on 599 attempts for 43 touchdowns. Of course, we know Lamar Jackson is in the league now, and he's basically uh, Super Saiyan Michael Vick. Vick got that arm, though. Not saying Lamar ain't got that arm, doesn't have an arm, but Vick had a fucking dark cannon rocket, and he was a lefty. But Cam averaged 5.3 yards a rush, a carry. So total those rushing yards into his total yards, that puts him at 21,470 and 160 touchdowns. Tom Brady's total yards with his rushing yards combined, and he rushed for 269 in that five-year window, non-rushing touchdowns. Put him at 23,553. So that cuts the gap down to 2,100 yards. And 16 touchdown difference. Greater person Tom. Now I'm not saying anything in regards to saying Cam Newton is a Tom Brady. I'm not saying anything that. Cam Newton is going to the Patriots and he's going to. Automatically. Go to the promised land. But I am definitely saying. Bill Belichick hasn't had a quarterback like Cam Newton ever. And with the the way these offenses are being ran now and the running backs by committee that they have, Lord have mercy. Are we poised to see an MVP running for Cam? And I'm not saying that in the sense of just because he can run the ball. Nikhil Harry is not no scrub, people. And y'all are going to see that shit. For those of y'all who think he is, y'all going to learn today. And the McCordys are still there. So he still has a decent secondary there for the most part. Up to my knowledge. I got to do some more homework. Like I say, with sports actually starting to come back. I've been watching, but I haven't been in it like I should be. And that's my fault. COVID has made me somewhat lazy in in the sports demographic. But given Bill, this kind of player that's leading his offense, and we know what kind of plays and plays his offensive coordinator can create, and you still have a Julian Edelman there. Come on, man. Hey. 11 and 5. At worst. And that's coming from me. And that's a well early pre-prediction. I'm going to give some predictions later on in, in the year before the season start. But... 
if they roster looks the way that I think it still does, and you put Cam Newton there, 11-5 at worst. Quote me on that, too. But, yeah, that's basically the last thing I want to jump in here and, and, and dibble and dabble on for the time being. I definitely got more stuff set up for us, for y'all, rather. I got some some interviews I'm going to be doing with some, some former players, some former Oklahoma athletes, Oklahoma greats. Some of them still playing pro ball, some of them coaching. You know, some of them uh, out here mentoring children. Some of them out here with athletic programs to help train children and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there's going to be a different What's the Skinny this season from here on out. Definitely check out my um, streaming channel on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash skin, S-K-I-N, the D-A, realist. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I do be streaming my gaming. I'm currently playing uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That's fucking been my fucking addiction for like the last week and a half. I've still been on Call of Duty. I've been dibbling, dabbling in Mortal Kombat 11. And yes, I like saying dibbling, dabbling. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's basically what I'm on. Y'all can check out the stream. Follow the podcast, of course. Tell your friends, tell your friends, friends. Share it. If you see it pop up on your page, share it again. Like it. Give your feedback. The email for y'all to get at me or give me your topics or ideas or anything if you want to come on. Um, It's what's the skinny 122 at gmail.com no apostrophe in there of course all together oh yeah and if you got your med card go ahead and swing by green doctor 420 it's on 4 northwest 150th right outside of Edmond like literally before you get to Edmond 150th in Santa Fe and when I say they got gas in there the strain I'm smoking on right now is that Mac 1 favorite strain Go up there and tell them Skinny Hardaway referred you or Marcus, however you know me. Either or, they're going to know who you're talking about when I, when you're getting that thing. And also, shout out to All City Plug. Y'all know the deal. Plug walking all through Oklahoma. They got some of the best strains in the city, too. Go fuck with that Whoville. Last time I checked, I think they had that Carol Baskins in. They shit change up so quick because it moves so fast. Both those dispensaries, I advise y'all to Go ahead and check out. And the last one is Southern Lights. Do not forget to go check out Southern Lights. All three of those dispensaries is my top three uh, places to go. But my go-to is definitely Green Doctor. Tell them I sent you and they might get you right with something extra. Those people that I told you I was going to promote your businesses and or your products, I definitely haven't forgot about y'all. Like I said, life happens. So... With that being said, I'm definitely on the next episode going to have some promos being thrown out here for people that wrote me last year when I was supposed to launch uh, the second season in. I still got y'all. I haven't forgot. I am trying and going to keep my word. All in all, I'm back, baby. Your man Skinny Hardaway, 
making plays on the block, making plays and making ways for people. That's all I can do. That's all I want to do. Thank you for tuning in. Thank y'all for bearing with me. Thank y'all for hanging in there. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Clean up after yourself. Check your people that ain't wearing masks, that think it's a joke, because it's not. Do what you got to do. Fight for what's right. If you out there frontlining for social injustice, for, for George Floyd, for Breonna Taylor, for any of the blacks we've lost due to the wrong reasons or the wrong ways, be safe. If you don't know the laws, study them. If you're trying to be out there with them, you can protest, but do as much as you know. And if you want to know more, you always got the option to enlighten yourself. Realist. a different person rolling the trap on the way way dropping these bombs it's made day mama said don't do drugs but this is the gateway hey. focus pills and marijuana i've been grinding like a boss if she's with it and i want her she'll get hired i'm a boss never thought they'd see me winning now i'm winning i'm a boss only right i prove them wrong shit on niggas when i floss focus pills and marijuana i've been grinding like a boss if she's I'm a dad now, bitch, I'm a dad, still that Big black, funny nigga, knock a bitch with a joke VIP, you paying 10 at the dough In my section, drinking him from the stove Never had too many options Mango Arizona hot chips Kool-Aid pickle with a bag of trolleys Eating Chinese food without the chopsticks The fuck is a silver spoon? Nigga, I really lived in the living room My mind in places you couldn't reach If you had a million tentacles From a breach birth is a miracle This shit is spiritual Had a therapy with God He told me he would give me hints Like I was a rookie Barry Bonds Now every time I drive a track It's like a cherry bomb. I might just roll up some cherry pie. Smoke to my eyes with like cherry drops. Don't get it twisted, I've been a Rex, but I'm chilling at the Triceratops. Rolling these shots on the way, way. Dropping these bombs is Mayday. Mama said, don't do drugs, but this is the gateway. Hey. Focus pills and marijuana. I've been grinding like a boss. If she's with it and I want her, she'll get hired. I'm a boss. Never thought they'd see me winning. Now I'm winning. I'm a boss. Only right, I prove them wrong. Shit on niggas when I floss. Focus pills and marijuana. I've been grinding like a boss.